Oh, this is Josh with the Vicinity Ministries podcast, and today we're going to look at uh, the Gospel of John, chapter 14, beginning at verse 1, going to read through verse 6. Um, this is a, a scripture that helps us in a lot of ways. Um, it's a very familiar passage of scripture, but it is truly a, uh, it's like a text for troubled times. And so I want to go through and, and talk about this passage of scripture and kind of evaluate, see what sort of things are there. Uh, to help us. This uh, 2020 has been a year of, uh, of difficulty. It's been a very heavy year, um, and it keeps, seems like every week we continue to see uh, a little more and more of, uh, of just how difficult the year is, uh, is, is becoming. So when we look at, um, at our walk with God and how we, we handle situations like this, we know that we need to run to God, that we need to run to His Word, that we need to find comfort in his promises uh, during these times. And so that's what we're going to do here um, in the book of John, uh, chapter 14, verses 1 through 6. I'm going to read this here, and then we will just kind of go through and talk a little bit about it. Uh, John, chapter 14, verse 1, these are the words of Jesus. If you, if you look in your Bibles, you'll see the red letters. And we see, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's uh, house, there are many mansions. Um, if it if that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to, to prepare a place for you? And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you may um, also be where I am. And then Jesus, Jesus says these words. He says, now you know the way to the place of where I am going. Now Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus answered, I am the way, and I am the truth, and I am the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. It's a very, um, a, a very powerful passage of Scripture. It's one that we turn to uh, for comfort and for peace when we look at some of the, uh, the things that, that happen in our world when a politician, when um, different anyone really who who is uh, who is telling us, hey, everything's going to be okay. There's certainly some that we will trust more than others, but nothing compares to the words of Jesus saying, "Do not let your hearts be troubled." There are things that that you could probably list if you took out a paper uh, piece of paper right now. You could probably list a lot of things that are just. They're weighing heavy on your life. They're weighing heavy on your heart. It's a burden. You, you carry it. You, you're reminded of it many, many times. Um, but when, whenever we look at those in the light of God, in, in the light of our walk with God, um, we run to promises like this where Jesus is trying to comfort his children and say, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. Um, so when we look at this text, there's a few things that, that I want to call our, our, uh, our attention to. The very first and foremost is that there is comfort here. There is comfort here. The world is absolutely full. I mean, it is full of trouble. And um, in, in uh, John chapter 16, just a couple of chapters later here, John chapter 16, verse 33, uh, Jesus is offering more comfort uh, words, excuse me, when he says, um, do not fear, not fear what's happening in the world because I have overcome the world. And whenever we look at things that that press upon our hearts and we look at them through through the lens uh, of Jesus and see them as Christ sees them, 
um, the world begins to um, the world begins to uh, become quite temporary. That even the things that we face, these are temporary issues. These are temporary things because in the light of eternity, uh, these things we have to go through for just a little while. Because in the scripture that is telling us that Christ has gone to prepare a place for us. We look at things like sickness and pain. They come to each and every one of us. Death visits our families and awaits each of us. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 27 tells us that um, it's destined once for a man to live and then to die. We know that life is fragile. We know that it's temporary and we only get one shot at it. And I think that's something that there's no rewind button. There's no, hey, let me go back and redo that. Let's let's do a mulligan. You know, let's let's try to redo this. There's none of that. That's not a that's not something that's offered to us. And so we have this one shot, and we want to make sure that we are um, being awfully careful to be sure, absolutely positive, that we're not letting some of the things that are going on in the world trouble us to the point that we lose our hope in God, that we lose our comfort. Uh, that we jeopardize what God is doing in our lives because of the things that we see in the world around us. Our Lord wants to comfort those who are going through trouble. And in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 1, the Lord says, Comfort my people. Comfort my people. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 through 4, we see how God is the God of all comfort. There, there is this... Um, there is this peace, that, and it's mentioned in Philippians uh, chapter 4. It's, it's a peace that is so strong and a peace that is so mighty that it passes our understanding. And, and maybe today, if there are things that just, man, you just say, man, I just need some peace in my life. We know, and we can open up the, turn on the news, and we can see all the things that are happening, and, and we can see very clearly that our country, United States, that, that we desperately need peace. Peace that passes away. You know, I don't even know how it's going to happen. I don't know how God's going to do it, but my faith in God tells me that He will. It passes my understanding, but it is the the uh, amazing peace of God that will uh, that will help through this. Our troubles have not taken God by surprise. We we think about the disciples in the storm on the sea in Mark chapter four, and recently here in vicinity we've we've gone through that study, but but in Mark chapter four. You know, these disciples were in the boat, and, and Jesus was in the boat as well, but, but Jesus was sleeping. And the storm came, and the, it, it wasn't just like, hey, we kind of see a storm. I mean, the, the waves were starting to overtake the boat. And the disciples were put in this very uh, difficult place, for sure, where the storm um, was, was certainly of danger, and it was certainly close enough to cause danger and even death. And yet Jesus is there sleeping. And and they're looking at this situation and they're they're saying, man, does he not even care about it? What's you know what's going on? And and they awake Jesus. Jesus wakes up and he sees the storm and he says, peace, be still. We know the story. We've heard it. Um, and and he looks at the disciples and say, what is going on? Oh, you of little faith. I mean, what is going? I'm right here. But the reality is, there are many times in our lives where we don't always understand or are not always cognitive of the fact that God is right beside us. We're so focused on the storm and the difficulties that we face that we don't exactly examine the situation uh, through, the, through the eyes of Jesus. 
Jesus is looking into your life today, and he's, he's looking at the storms. He knows what is going on. That has not, the things that you're facing have not taken him by surprise, but he does want you to trust him in them. And Jesus is looking at, at in our life storms and, and saying, peace, be still. So it's a call. There, there's, there's a call to comfort here. There, there's this understanding that you know, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. The power of Christ can comfort our hearts in such an amazing way. That happens through things such as being still and knowing that I am God. So that's from Psalms chapter uh, 46, verse 10. Those times that you know, we get so overwhelmed and so beat down and defeated by the things that are that are weighing heavy on us, we need to get, we need to disconnect from those things. We need to get to a quiet place, and we need to uh, focus in and, and just really put things in the perspective of God and say, you know what, if God is for me, who can be against me? I need to, I need to go into this with a level head here and truly understand that God is here to comfort, to lead, and to guide. There's comfort here. Christ is comforting his people. He did it then, and this applies to us today. God is here to be the God of comfort. There's also this, this call uh, to faith here. You believe in God, believe also in me. Believe, that word believe, that's a life-changing word. To, to believe is to exercise faith. It's, it's to believe in Christ and to be saved, and it's believe and to have your prayers answered. Whenever we gave our hearts over to Christ, we were saying, you know what, um, the world's going to go one way, but Father, I believe in you. I believe in your Son, Jesus. I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe in this way of following him. And it's changed our lives in so many ways. Your belief in God. Think about what that has done, not only in the scope of here on earth, but also in the scope of eternity. It's a life-changing word. It says, you believe in God, believe also in me. We're believing these things, that we believe that Christ loves us. We believe that he wants the very best for us. God says he works all things for the good of those who, of, of those who uh, love him. We believe that his will and his strength are perfect. There are times, I know when I'm going through a storm, and I'm trying to figure, a lot of times those storms have to do, um, you have to make a decision in the midst of those things, man, there's all these things crashing down. I feel this weight and I have to do something. What is it that I'm going to do? And there's been times that I don't think God, I don't know that he, he lights. I mean, I'm sure at some point, sometimes he does, but for the most part, I don't know that God lights the entire journey for us. He just gives us enough uh, clarity to make the next step. But we have to believe that that next step, because we can't see the rest of the path, we have to believe that that path, whatever that next step is that God is, is calling us to do, that it's leading to something great. It's leading to something magnificent. It's leading to God's handiwork and his perfect will for our life. And so to believe in God and, to, and believe in Christ and to believe all these things about our walk with him is to believe that he has our very best in mind, that we would not settle for anything less than God's best, in fact. We believe that he came, that Christ came to redeem us at the cross. We, we believe in him, and we have this assurance of heaven, this assurance of eternity with Christ. So there's comfort here. There's also a call to faith. Um, 
we, we also see something. There, there's something happening in this passage. There's a conversation uh, between Christ and, and, uh, and Thomas begins to, to chime in a bit, and we're going to see that. There's also, there's a question here that says, how can we know the way? Because Christ says, you know the way to the place where I am going. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we, you know, I don't, I don't understand. What are you talking about? We, uh, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know this way? Jesus, or uh, Thomas, he, he liked what he had heard, but he just didn't quite understand what was going on. He wanted to go to heaven, but he didn't know how to get there. He wanted to find the formula for eternal, uh, eternal life. And, and you, we may have the same question as Thomas does, Lord, you know, how do I find this way? How do I, um, you know, we, we see things such as even in, in the Protestant realm, so many different denominations that believe, uh, you know, to a degree, sort of the same thing. But there's also uh, in, that, in that core belief um, of Christianity, there's also a lot of different ways to follow that core belief. And I know there, that so there's many out there who have become denominational or denomination weary and, um, and just trying to see, man, what is the way to follow God? We're still asking this question in 2020, and I think we'd have to go back uh, to a couple of verses and just say, listen, you believe in God, believe also in me, work out your salvation by, by studying, by prayer, and by focusing on the Holy Spirit, let the Holy Spirit do what it needs to do. But this, this question it wasn't just uh, put out there with no answer. Jesus has the answer, and it's found in verse 6. Jesus answered this question, I am the way, and I am the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. I am the way, the truth, the life. Uh, the life. When we look at our world and we look at the things that, that uh, are certainly uh, going on in our country, we're looking for not just a way out to just to escape. We're looking for a way forward. We're looking for what life looks like after a pandemic and what life looks like um, after um, such heavy racism and, um, and, and loss of life, needless loss of life in our country and what life looks like after the protesting and, and the difficulty that the United States is facing in all of our cities. What way do we go? What is the truth? What life do we live from here? What changes have to be made? How do we, um, how do we move forward in this? The answer for 2020 uh, was given nearly 2,000 years ago when this scripture here in John chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus answered, I am the way, and I am the truth, and I am the life. He is not the one who shows the way, but he is the one who is the way. There is no other way. No man cometh to the Father but by me. That's what Scripture tells us. No one comes to the Father except through me. Right there in the second part of, of verse 6. So this, this text is, is everything that we need today. It puts us in a perspective of eternity. It puts us in a place of comfort. It calls us to a place of faith. And it, tell, it shows us the way in which we ought to go. And it's through Jesus. I know we live in a, a, a post-Christian culture. It's not popular to follow Jesus. But it is the way. He is the way. He is the truth. And he is the life. So I would encourage us to, 
So just do some something. I would but first thing I would do is I would take out a piece of paper um, or take, take out your phone or, or your, your tablet or make a note. Or even if you just made a mental note, just say, these are the things that are worrying me. These are the things that, that, are, that I'm having a tough time with. And I need to figure out, um, you know, how I'm going to get past these hurdles, these, these worries, these fears in my life. Um, maybe it is something with, with the pandemic. Maybe it is something, you know, with seeing some things happen in our cities. Maybe it is the, the racism, uh, you know, the inequality um, and just the overall sin that we see um, in our country. Maybe they're more personal things. Maybe they're there are things like your health. Maybe there are things like loneliness or bitterness, or maybe it's depression and anxiety. Those those things that are very quiet struggles, um, but cause such a storm in our lives. And write those down. And, and just pray upon those and say, Lord, you tell me that I should not let my heart be troubled over these things. So every day, and every moment I can, I'm going to pray. I'm just going to lay these at your feet. And as those things begin to try to sprout up in my life, Lord, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pull them back up and I'm going, to, I'm going to place them at your feet and understand that you've called my heart not to be troubled, that in the, in the glimpse or the, the perspective of eternity, that I'm going to get through this, that, um, that you know, I, I suffer for a little bit. It'll be worth it all when I see Jesus and that we also proclaim our faith over these things. And, and the, the scripture says that if we resist the devil, that he will what? He'll flee from us, right? So we, we input that faith there. We say, Lord, I believe in you. I believe in your son, Jesus. I believe in everything you have. I, I see this scripture, and Lord. I know the way in which I ought to go. And so today I take these worries. I take these fears. I, I take these tough times that we're going through. And, and I have committed, Lord, I am going to follow you. I am going to put my focus upon you. I'm going to resist the things that are trying to uh, to pull me away. The Bible says that we would we would shear away, we'd prune away anything that's not uh, beneficial to us. And that, Father, that we would walk in such a way that would be so mighty and so powerful. Um, that is what we need to do as a Christian, um, as a as a body of Christ, uh, for sure. Uh, we we have ahead of us um, far more <laughs> to go through. And, and we don't know exactly what that future looks like or what it holds. We, we don't know exactly where the, um, where the days ahead will, will bring us to or where, what this path uh, will look like. But we know that when we put things in the perspective of Christ and we surrender things to Christ, that it will be worth it all. That first step into heaven will make it all worthwhile. Amen? Amen. Let's have a word of prayer, and then we will end this, uh, this podcast. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you today. Uh, Lord, we, we know that the tough times come upon us. We know, Heavenly Father, that, uh, that you will and you desire us to, um, to draw closer to you, even in the difficult times. Father, we know that you're working. We know, Lord, that you continue to make a way, that, Father, that you will uh, help us, that you will lead us and guide us through the power of your Holy Spirit. I pray, Lord, that uh, everyone who uh, hears this podcast and that, that Father, that we would um, that we would take these troubles and that we would take the list of the things that are calling, causing us fears and, and anxieties and worry or anything that would be separating uh, us from you. And Lord, that we would lay them down at your feet and say, I'm not going to be troubled by this anymore. I'm going to surrender this, these things over to my Heavenly Father. 
And Lord, that we would continue to press forward toward the mark that you have for us. Lord, we love you today. We're thankful for everything that you have done. You've given us a, a wonderful um, life. Uh, we walk in this newness of life. You've saved us. You have redeemed us. Help us, Father, to continue to walk in that light. We love you today. We ask these things in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. This is the end of the Vicinity Ministries podcast. <laughs>